Welcome to Failing Forward. I'm here with Jay Goulden, who's talking about how you build a data system that can report humanitarian crises in 78 countries in the middle of a pandemic, something we've never had to do all at the same time before. What's his key message? Act quickly, iterate fast, and think what your system needs to be two or three months from now. Jay, can you introduce yourself for our audience? I'm Jay Goulden. I work for the Care International Secretariat Programs Team, Head of Knowledge Management and Learning for Care International. Why is it important for us to talk about failure? We learn most from the things that don't go quite as we planned and where we've adjusted what we were doing to address things that weren't working as well so that we can do things better in the future. But in the context that we're talking about now of rapid onset global pandemic related to COVID-19, then it's a new situation. We're going to be trying things that have never been done before. We will do some things that work and some things that don't. And we need to be open about what doesn't work and quickly identify things that don't work so that we can address them. We can't take forever to wait for the perfect solution to be in place and be designed. You've got to sometimes leap. Tell us a little bit about your example today. A month or so ago, we realized across care that COVID-19 was going to affect pretty much everywhere we worked. And we needed some system in place to gather information from across all the countries where we work, what was happening to the context, how is that affecting our ability to program, and what were we doing to adapt our programming or to respond we have an existing format for our what we call sit reps, our situation reports on a humanitarian crisis. How do we adapt that to scale from one country or at most three or four countries in the case of existing regional crises like, say, Hurricane Idai in Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Malawi last year? Um, how do we go from that one to two to three country scale to 78 countries? Um, and make that manageable and quick. Well, that's a pretty complicated problem. What went wrong? We decided let's collect the data through a survey form and aggregate all the data and produce a report that meets the needs of people. And because we use Office 365, I developed the survey initially in Microsoft Forms, which is their survey tool. But I'd used it for other surveys on a one-off basis before and it kind of worked, so that seemed like a good idea. So we converted the SITREP format and put it into that form and sent it out across care and 70 odd countries sent back their data and we consolidated it and we had a nice report for the first week anyway and we're able to share that within you know three or four days so that seemed great and then we realized well we're going to need to update this data every week but microsoft forms doesn't allow you to update a submission let's say i'm in sierra leone and i filled in my data it goes into the form but i can never update it ever again and that's problematic so we jumped into a specific solution without really looking into what were we needing to do beyond this week over that weekend we're going to need to try something else and so a bit of research on the internet basically worked out that google forms does allow you with a little bit of applying some coding that someone had put kindly on the internet to generate a link for every single country so that that they can essentially go in and update their data rather than 
enter it again from scratch. I kind of spent, I don't know, four or five hours over that weekend, basically re-entering everyone's data into this new Google sheet, the Google Forms that I had created. And then that now has been the basis of the data collection system. A couple of things you've talked about are taking a tool and adjusting it for scale. So instead of having to do one or two countries at a time, think about 78 countries at a time. You also talked about trying to adjust for a time horizon. It's not something that works once, but something that is going to have to work every week for several weeks in a row. Are there any other things that went wrong that you would highlight? Every week there are little things, because every week we add in a couple of additional bits of data where we have carried out a rapid gender analysis. Other specific needs come up across the system and as we develop our strategy of response, we start wanting to collect some additional bits of data. And we never have a large amount of time to do this because we close a week's report on a Friday and then on Monday morning we need to launch the next week's collection exercise. I think the other big thing that we didn't do early enough was do some wide information sharing across the organization about the wealth of data that was in this system. The whole point of being able to collect the data where the countries just update it every week rather than re-enter their data was to reduce the workload and the burden on country teams who are incredibly busy dealing with many, many different complicated aspects of their new situation. And so we really wanted to make sure that that burden was a minimum. But because we hadn't widely shared across the organization all the information that was already in there, there would still be people from different parts of care and they would reach out to that country and ask for their certain piece of information that already existed in Global Sikra. You know, some discussions with various teams around this, we did a couple of quite broad scale webinars last week to share across the organization what's already there and really walk people through that data, basically reminding people to look first there before going to ask questions of these busy teams around the world. That was something that we could have foreseen and done some more proactive communication. We've really realized that there's a very large amount of work that needs to happen at a regional level. And in the first couple of weeks, all that burden fell on the regional humanitarian coordinator. They were being pulled in so many different directors and couldn't fulfill a full-time information management role there was an effort to assign some regional information management focal points from our global rapid response team, where there were some people with that capacity, or from different humanitarian teams or regional teams across the care network. A couple of things I hear you highlighting there. One is really investing in the people and the time, making sure that there are information managers around the network in different places who are specifically tasked with doing this. I also hear you talk about connecting data collection to data use. It's not just about do we have the right tool, but do other people know that the tool exists and do they know what information is available? How would you think about connecting the collection to the use over the long term? That has been something we've tried to do. So rather than give people a great big spreadsheet with all the data, we've really tried to present it in ways that have clear two to three page visual summary an attractive way as possible that gets people to then want to engage with the data. 
because data is being updated every week, but not necessarily every bit of data from a country is being updated every week. We've tried to find a way of making sure that the system can show clearly whether a particular data point, whether that's been updated in the last week or not. And so if I'm working on advocacy at a global level and I just want to see, well, what's changed over the last week, I can just you know see which ones say updated next to it. And I can say, okay, well, I need to add that into my analysis. I've actually been doing a data viz course with Anne K. Emery and took advantage of an open session with her during this process to show the initial dashboard. And she came up with some really great suggestions of how to structure it in a way that was clearer. One thing we did do last week was we had a conversation with a colleague in KUSA and they were saying that the executive team wanted to see not only what was the position this week, but how are things evolving over the last few weeks. And so we were able to add in an additional page where we were able to show how some of the key data points, or the number of programs that have adapted what they're doing to respond to COVID, how that's changed from week to week. Having that proactive dialogue with others around their data needs and how we respond to that, I think is a really critical part of this process. As you talk about this, you're talking about what we're adding and how we're iterating. And iterating really quickly is obviously very important. Where is the moment where we have added too much and we've overloaded the system? I am trying to play that gatekeeper role that stops the Christmas tree toppling over because it's had too many baubles put on it. Having worked in a country office for nearly 10 years, I know that burden. And so we've really tried to keep that balance. Because it's a survey form, instead of having everyone answer every single question, you can put in a few yes or no questions and if people answer no they can skip whole section if i'm not doing any work on wash i can skip all the questions on water and sanitation where things are clearly being duplicated by other systems the safety and security networking care have developed a parallel system that requires just more information on a daily updated basis rather than a weekly updated basis so rather than ask people to give us a description of what's happened the covid situation in their country we're now just referring people and linking over to that other system that's something we just need to take into account Part of what you're talking about is really iterating every week. Some weeks there's actually we have to transition completely to a whole new system because we built it in the wrong data platform. Some of them are smaller iterations week to week. What are the signals you're listening for that tell you now we have to make a change? It's kind of supply and demand. The demand side, if you're getting a repeated message about this isn't quite clear or should we be talking about this or that, that's kind of suggesting that you may want to separate a couple of questions. On more of the supply side, as our strategy evolves, then we start thinking about new things that we want to measure. So one example might be a couple of weeks ago, CARE finished a rapid gender analysis at the global level on COVID and it recommended there should be gender analysis tailored to specific local contexts and that taking action to avoid the greater risk of gender-based violence of people as they are locked home in reduced spaces that we needed to include some questions there. So those are some of the things where if we've started saying in our overall global rapid gender analysis organizations responding to COVID should be doing A, B, C, and D, it's good for care to be able to note to what degree are we doing A, B, C, and D that we've just recommended to the world. If you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently? 
I would definitely take a little bit more time at the start to have jumped into a specific technical solution without having thought about how long do we want this to last and over what period is it going to be updated because i think that would have been a pretty easy error to have avoided at the start i was reading a twitter thread recently by a colleague who used to be the head of humanitarian in kuk tom newby and one of the things he was saying is you know one of the things you have to do in a crisis is act fast and you can't spend forever trying to wait for the perfect solution. Sometimes you just got to try something and learn quickly what's not working and adjust. A lot of the things that perhaps we've learned has gone along might be things that, well, it's probably inevitable we were going to make some of these mistakes. And so long as we're able to adjust quickly, that's okay, because it's, it's better to have started acting and doing some things rather than waited until we felt we had collectively decided the perfect system three or four weeks too late. And conversely, what is it that you would recommend other people do? I would think about one or two key principles that you want to apply. That principle of trying to avoid adding to the additional burden of incredibly busy and constrained staff at the country level is something that's really driven this. You know, in any information system, there are always going to be more information needs from different parts of an organization than there is capacity or desirability to collect. And I remember being really struck quite early on. I got an email from the country director in Zimbabwe announcing how they were going into lockdown and all staff were working from home, but they were also facing a situation where many staff didn't have access to the internet and there were power cuts 12 to 16 to 18 hours a day so that was going to make it very difficult for people to be as responsive as before and that was a real okay we have to make sure that the system can work in that type of context without adding too much burden thinking through non-negotiables based on principle that you need to include the other thing is really try and make what you're creating adaptable to different audiences. When you look at the summary, you can look at the global level or you can filter it for a region. So you can click on West Africa and you just see the information from West Africa. Being able to allow users to engage with the data in ways that make sense for them, when we know that those users have very different needs and very different interests, I think is also really critical also just do some things you don't have the time to develop the perfect system so you also have to just get on and start creating something and then be ready to adapt it quickly as you go along if you had to sum up the key message in one or two sentences what would it be act quickly but think what the system is likely to need in two weeks who are the people you need to engage with on a regular basis to make sure this is meeting the needs of multiple stakeholders across a wide and complex organization. Any final words of wisdom for people who are listening? Do feel free to get in touch if you've got anything that you'd like us to be doing differently. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Emily. And thanks so much for doing this series. It's so great to hear people sharing things that don't work. Thanks to our audience for listening today.